0: first-time listener, long-time caller. What the fuck? It's always about that shit, innit? I've been listening for a while, but I fucking hate them when they talk about that. Well, anyway, love the show. I'm hammered. Mr. Puking. Laters. Wankers. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2,
1: 1...
2: Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for anti-social commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. E. Simon. Get
3: down on your knees and kiss this man's feet.
2: I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs.
0: We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started.
2: Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your host, D. E. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. Happy New Year, there, Wackerly.
4: Yes, we are finally done with the holidays. Happy
2: 2013.
4: There's something about the number this year, that the number of the year 2013 that just makes me think that it's going to be very boring. <laughs> Worse than 2012. I, I can't think. Yeah, there's something about the number that I just can't imagine anything interesting happening in 2013. 2012 seemed, you know. Oh, back in 2012. Oh yeah, I remember that.
2: No, I, I actually think quite the opposite. 2013 has this like ominous undertone. I think there's going to be more mass murderers. There's going to be definitely more war in the Middle East. Um, there's going to be, I think our Congress is probably not going to accomplish anything. Um, All,
4: everything you're mentioning is completely run-of-the-mill in this era. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm talking about stuff that's interesting and unusual.
2: I predicted that Hugh Hefner would finally get married for the ninth time. <laughs>
4: <laughs> How many what a number is it really? 4?
2: I have no idea, but it's a crime against I can, I it's I a crime against fa- nature. I remember
4: their fa- I remember their faces more than their names. I remember the the first one when he was still like not ancient. Remember her face. She kind of had that shiny kind of like a When he was in the 70s? In was, the 70s?
2: Was this in the 70s or is this in the No, this would
4: have been in the 80s when I was like aware of Playboy more. He maybe he was married before that in the 70s but she looks kind of like a Cheryl Teague's. It wasn't Cheryl Teague's, but she had that same face, those big cheekbones.
2: Oh, I think I know, blonde, right? Yeah.
4: yeah. are all think blonde. I he's, he's into blonde. He doesn't marry brunettes. I don't know if you've noticed.
2: <laughs> Have they all been blonde? I know he's had like four, like four or five, right? The recent one was Holly
4: Madison. She was And blonde. I'm trying to, was there anything in between that? And then he was dating those other two girls on, uh, you know, the, the reality show while he was married to Holly he, Madison.
2: Yeah. Okay. But he but had three. But he wasn't three. married to them. No, then they got divorced. And then uh, Holly. this new one, he was going to marry last year, but she or two years ago. But I think she fled from the altar when she saw his like I bet you when she saw him unclothed the body oh, of Mr. It's Burns. Be just
4: the <laughs> How 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 long do you think his ball sack is?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I bet you it dr- like it he has to unfurl it. Like he has like a little right. Filipino woman that unfurls his nutsack. And he just a drags the ground, like to the tail. inside of his thigh. It's like a fleshy tail, mm-hmm. you know. And I bet you, like, um, you know, I bet you they have to put it in in their mouths, and it's probably a horrible traumatic experience at first. And then when you see how much money you get from him, then they're just like, okay, all right. Why oh, not?
4: you're set for life when you marry Hugh
2: Hefner. I mean, even if they get divorced, like, doesn't he pay like a ridiculous amount of alimony oh, yeah. to the previous? You no, know, you
4: just all you have to say to the the judge the you know, whatever divorce court judge is like, look, look, I lived in the fucking playboy mansion. That's the lifestyle that I'm used to. Yeah. And then, uh, and then so I know. need at least, it's gotta be at least a million dollars a year per ex wife. And we, we've determined that it's between three and five or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Depending. So it's like
2: five mil a year,
4: which is probably nothing to Hefner. I well, mean, you know. it's not, he's not even just working off his like savings. I mean, P- playboy, the magazine that he still owns Still is a cash
2: cow, right? I didn't think Playboy the magazine makes as much money as like the other, like well, the, the, other instit- the other media the other media that they license and the videos, serious
4: and... channel and all that shit. Yeah, I'm talking about the
2: Empire. The Empire, I think, still makes a lot of money. T-shirt, I bet you he does
4: merchandising doesn't... and lots of people wear that fucking necklace and stuff with a Playboy bunny on
2: it. I don't even think he does anything with it. I think it's like his kid, like his daughter. I think his daughter runs the Empire.
4: Right, yeah, but he still gets. You know, a lot of the cash I that throws Well, he off. can still
2: marry... So, he got married to a... So, he's 86. The woman he married, Crystal Harris, 26 years old. 60 years his junior. He just got married on New Year's.
4: It's disgusting. Well, it's it's kind of like hot potato... Reverse hot potato, right? <laughs> hot potato, you want to get <laughs> rid of the potato? But when you marry... What, you know, this one could really hit the jackpot. If he dies and she's the widow... I'm assuming it's an even bigger jackpot than being married to him for, you know, two or three years and
2: getting alimony. Yeah, but there's there has to be a rock solid prenup. Because if you think about it, he's got, you know, he has heirs. Like he has his daughter who's in her 50s. Yeah, but I don't think prenup applies to. I mean, that's not like a widow thing. Now you're talking about the will. No, I'm saying before he got married, I'm sure like his daughter and their lawyers get together and like, okay, you can marry half. But when he dies, this is all you're going to get. And it's an exorbitant, an incre- insane amount of money you'll be set well, that, for life. That,
4: you're not talking about a prenup. You're talking about a will in that situation. No, I
2: think before they get married. I think they lock it down. This is <laughs> Pre- as much money Pre- as you'll ever prenup get.
4: Prenup applies to what happens when the marriage breaks up. It doesn't apply to what happens when you die. Well, I'm, I'm die, not saying – I'm will. saying
2: even if uh, they get divorced or whatever in a year or two years. I, think it's, I, bet you they, I bet you they put it together saying if you are married for two or three years – and they get divorced. This is how much you're going to get if you're married. You're not, not going to get half. No, but it's, the prenup no way. still
4: probably specifies like five million a year or two million a year or something in that million or year range.
2: But if you last until he dies, which you know he's 86, could be any you know next few years. Um, you know, I'm sure they 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 figure it out. how much money that, that she's going to inherit? Because she's and not going to get. The whole I bet you
4: it's way bigger than
2: uh, than the uh, the prenup you know amount. Not bigger than Anna Nicole Smith would have got. Or didn't she get it from that guy? <laughs> well, I think she
4: died fighting it. She might have like got it and then died like shortly thereafter. I mean that she that dude gave her everything. That's why the family fought her for it for so long.
2: Yeah, and she was only married and that guy was like 93 when she married him.
4: And I think that guy might have been richer than half. He was like an oil tycoon. <laughs> <laughs> whatever if i was a hot dumb blonde broad i would probably do the same thing find a really old rich guy and you know blow him and uh i mean
2: she she went on this crystal harris chick went on stern and you know was divulging secrets about their relationship and their sex life and uh, she was speaking this frankly before about they she got said, married this is a while ago this is before they got married uh she said mm-hmm. that he only lasts like two seconds in bed so dude two seconds old man just you jack off an old man he comes in your face probably just comes air you know maybe (laughs) dust and then you and then spider webs (laughs) yeah but then you get all that money it's like why wouldn't you do this
4: i mean some people some people believe in true love i guess (laughs) 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 there's time for that later yeah i don't know maybe this is maybe you can be in true love when you have the alimony payments
2: (laughs) i'd be smart i'd love the money so what did you end up doing for uh, New Year's Eve? Did you go out to get drunk?
4: Eh, I didn't, you know what? I didn't get off the off the charts drunk this year. I've also really reduced my smoking, which reduces the hangovers. Uh so I fared pretty well. I didn't go to any parties. I didn't get wrang- people kept trying to wrangle it at the end like, "Well, this person's having a party, you know, at like the 11th hour." Would well, you just go to a bar? Oh, hung out at my house for a little while, went to a bar for a very little while, just enough for sort of the midnight celebration, and then went back to somebody else's house, drank a little more, and that was that.
2: Well, you know, it's funny because we both – well, you know, I mean, you live in Alameda, but you're in the Bay Area. But mm-hmm. the Bay Area is a destination New Year's Eve city. Los Angeles,
4: San, Frans- San Francisco is a destination well, so I mean, San going to
2: Oakland. Yeah. Not Oakland really. So San Francisco, the, in the Bay Area, San Francisco is a destination. New Year's Eve city.
4: Yeah. Lots of people walking around union square, vomiting in the sidewalk. Well,
2: they have the fireworks thing and Los mm-hmm. Angeles is, is definitely another New Year's Eve lo- location, but it makes life. It makes New Year's just a horrible dreadful holiday for people that live here. Cause uh, first of all, they have checkpoints. Like the cops are yeah. just in full force. So you can't drive. The traffic is insane. Um, clubs, tra- like. <laughs> when is the traffic not insane? <laughs> it's really bad on New Year's, though. Like, they, you can't yeah. catch a cab even because the cabs are all taken. Yeah. So it's like you're kind of stuck. You, know, you need either, to, like,
4: line up a limo ahead of time if you really want to go from bar to bar in Los Angeles that night.
2: But you're not going to get to bar to bar. You're just going to be stuck in a limo all day, all night. Yeah. You That's know, true. probably even, you know, mid stroke of midnight, you're just going to be sitting there in traffic. So what ends up happening well, no. Is-
4: I'm going to be with my head out of the sunroof going, woo!
2: <laughs> <laughs> in, in Hollywood So what What I ended up doing is I met up with P-Town at Jumbos You know, the strip club the up the street
4: Everybody knows that P-Town is recently married And you should specify that She, like, sort of is in a musical uh, act
2: And they, you know, always perform on New Year's Eve The ball and chain was not there So I think that's why we were at Jumbos It was funny, because I, I asked him I was like, yeah, well, it's just, there's a dive bar up the street and I'm like, let's just go over there I don't like, think you're technically Jumbos. supposed
4: to call his wife the ball and chain in the first year of marriage.
2: <laughs> Just FYI. Yeah, but if they've been dating for a long time. What, then what else is it? Okay, all right. The, I, I, you I know, the darling wife or something like that. <laughs> his darling his darling wife, the love of his, his life. His blushing bride. The blushing bride was not there. She was she. the um, lead singer of a band, so she was doing a gig. So right. P-Town came out. We met, I met him at Jumbos, and it was probably... One of the most depressing nights I've had at Jumbo's. I mean, I don't go there all that often, but when you do, I mean, there's usually, I mean, there's usually like 10 hot chicks working. This place had like maybe one stripper under 40 and two that weren't wearing ankle monitors. Like, <laughs> it's it it
4: hard to get your legs up in the air.
2: It was just dismal. I mean, the whole crowd was like pretty much like middle, middle-aged Indian guys, a couple mm-hmm. bikers. A couple old mm-hmm. dudes that are just by themselves that think they, they have this kind of relationship with the girls, like regulars.
4: And then the hip, young gunslinger, D. Simon, and his yeah. <laughs> companion, P-Town.
2: Me me, and P-Town were just sitting there at the bar. I, I like how you guys are the coolest ones in the bar, clearly. we I think we were on this occasion, which never happens at Jumbos, because usually it's a very hip place to be. But apparently hip people had other places to go to including the strippers
4: was this early on new year's eve or late
2: i met him at like 10 o'clock okay so it was depressing so we so he ended up going to He had to go like meet the wife at a party or something so then i ended up running into another friend and going to some this bar three of clubs which was actually i wish i would have gone to earlier because was one of those places where you pay 60 bucks and it's all you can drink and Hmm, i think for like a normal person that's like so sixty bucks. I'll never be able to drink that it's much. It's gonna
4: be like two thirty dollars drinks, but <laughs> it, not for us.
2: <laughs> exactly. Like I've, when the guy said this, because I didn't get there till like around it was a little after midnight, and uh, he's like, "Well, you know, if you just want to pay thirty, that's cool, because you only have like an hour and a half left, because our bars close at two, unfortunately." And I so, don't know
4: how, how often you how often you want to be at the bar. Past two in this day and age,
2: if I could if I could continue drinking for free at this place, I would have been there as long as it took, as long as it until <laughs> I to could, die, <laughs> until I could not stand. <laughs> or got then dragged you out. If
4: you can, that's the catch twenty two. Yeah, if you, if you drink till you can't stand, then
2: you can't leave. And then I would have. I still, well, then they would have dragged me out. Yeah. But, um, well, you know what's funny about it too? I didn't even, I don't know why this didn't even occur to me. Like I went in there and I was just like, yeah, I'll take whiskey on the rocks, whiskey. And I was thinking, this is free. Why am I not ordering like good bourbon?
4: Yeah. yeah I mean, why weren't maybe, you?
2: Well, maybe they were just giving well. For they probably fr- I had even, some
4: limitations. I mean, you can't go for like, you know, the Pappy Van Winkle 50 year old single barrel or whatever.
2: Yeah. But I didn't even, didn't even cross my mind. I was just like, yeah, yeah. just whiskey. Whiskey. Once you once you've already had a few, it all basically tastes the same, right? I guess. I mean, I was just knocking them back, but yeah, I got extremely drunk. I mean, I hope you weren't drinking like Jack Daniels or something awful, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. I think it was like I think it was something like that. I think it was like I think it was like Jim Beam or Jack Daniels. And
4: Beam is better than Jack Daniels, but not much.
2: Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't very good. But I mean, I was just like at that point, I just didn't care. And I think I was just drinking beer and I think I was drinking Jameson for a bit too, which was pretty decent. So how was your hangover? Um, it was, it was epic. I was pretty fucked up all day, but you know, you know what? Um, as bad as I felt, I didn't feel as bad as uh, a former guest on this show. Cause uh, the Being next who? day, well, the next day I got a call from Sleazy E. And I was like, oh, hey, Happy New Year. And I was just, I, I was at the point where I didn't really, I almost didn't take the call because my head hurt so bad. Right. That I just kind of wanted to lay in bed. Yeah. And uh, I answered the call. I was like, oh, hey, what's up? Happy New Year. How are you doing? Blah, 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 And he was just like, you'll never believe what happened. I should say it in his voice. You'll never believe what happened. Kind of talks <laughs> he like c 3 doesn't sound posh like that. Like, what I'll kind of sounds a You'll never believe what happened. i will never believe what happened, mate. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> um, apparently. Thomas, who's been on the show before for breaking his cock, broke his cock again on New Year's. Second time mm. of breaking his cock.
4: So that's kind of, he, he was having a good night, getting laid, apparently.
2: Ringing in the New Year the right way, you know. Ringing somebody's bell <laughs> with This giant Thomas cock. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, uh, uh, th- Thomas, like that's one thing about Thomas. Doesn't make a ton of money. I don't even know if he makes any money. Um, I don't even, uh, you know, I don't think he has like a really good job. I don't even know if he has a job. It's an old dude. He
4: likes fuzzy animals. cute He animals. likes fuzzy animals.
2: But the one thing about that guy is that he always talks about how big his dick is. But apparently, that's the one thing that gets him into all this trouble. Mm-hmm. So you know, maybe it's maybe it's a, it's not a good thing to have a giant cock. You know, maybe maybe you know, just being a, an averagely and like an average endowed guy is a better thing to do. Like evolutionarily speaking. I'd like to try it. <laughs> Having a big cock for like a week. I, I, wonder if, if you couldn't get laid though? And it's
4: like that when you have the condom that's about to expire. It's like, I have a big cock for a week and I still haven't been able to use it.
2: Well, have Fuck. you ever been to like, you know, uh, you just eat, have to go to the bar with, uh, like, uh, magnums. You have to carry them yourself.
4: <laughs> I was going to say, I can't remember his fucking name now. Robert plant pants.
2: <laughs> you mean like you can't are you saying you can't even wear normal jeans because your cock's that big
4: no i'm saying if you have a big cock for a week you know you want to make sure you get laid so you when you go to the oh. bar you got to make sure you're showing it off so you have to have sort of those robert plant like no nothing left to the imagination t- style jeans on
2: as you're saying like full-on nut huggers so you can see trouser snake oh like trouser nut snake. cock
4: everything <laughs> taint. do girls
2: really like that I mean, they say they don't. Probably
4: not if you have an average-sized cock or some, like, misshapen balls, but I'm saying if you have, like, a giant, you know, if you're a tripod, I'm sure you could find some girl who was into it.
2: But apparently, it must be easier to break your cock if you have a big dick. Makes sense to me. I mean, it, it sounds like it. He, um, yeah, I mean, he was on New Year's, had to get rushed to the hospital, and once again... Maybe you
4: need somebody to, like, teach him some better techniques. I, you know, I don't Is know. Is he just like jamming it around or like letting girls like just bounce all over where you got to like,
2: you know, maintain some control. <laughs> <laughs> well, he maybe, says. I mean, maybe if, wouldn't you like like the the way he broke his cock last time and she was on top and she was just kind right. of going crazy riding him and then just snap back cock broke. And somebody, somebody
4: told me they're like, I'm scared to let a girl go on top because I'm always worried that's going to happen. Was that you?
2: No, that's not. No, I was saying that if that did happen to me. I don't think I would be like, yeah, get on top.
4: But that's one of the greatest positions. I'm not going to give that up.
2: I would be, but I would definitely be like a little nervous about it. In the back of my mind, I'd be like, this could happen. <laughs> Obviously, that wouldn't happen to me because I don't have a big enough cock for that to happen.
4: <laughs> right. If she sits on it, it just sort of like goes over
2: to the side a little bit. <laughs> I'm just surprised you could even feel it even inside of her. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> is that a finger? No, actually, it's my right. penis. Yeah. You know, Let's
4: not turn this into one of those shows where we joke <laughs> around about how small our penises are.
2: I'm, I'm not, I'm <laughs> that's not going to. let comedy hack them. Yeah, no. And it's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's hackneyed. It's been played out. But I'm just saying that, I, you know, I, you'd always think, yeah, everyone always thinks like it's bragging rights when you have a big dick and you can just tell people, I got a huge dick. And girls are going to like immediately just become moist when that's the side of your massive phallus. But apparently it's a liability.
4: I've also heard sometimes when you have a really big cock, it doesn't really get fully hard because you know, like your body can't pump that much blood that strongly.
2: <laughs> so you kind of have like. <laughs> so you know, John you only like, ever gets sort over of a chub. So you think John Holmes just always had a softy? That some some like I read I read that some maybe some gay cake? guy
4: told me that he's like yeah I I watched those John Holmes things and the guy's never really hard.
2: I guess it makes sense when it, when your dick is about the size of your fucking arm.
4: Yeah, there's, no, there's only so much blood in your body.
2: You know what, what further complicates matters, too, is, uh, you know how, like, you'll sometimes go to a girl's house. You didn't bring a condom because I don't carry condoms on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just so happens you meet a girl, you end up going back to her house. And she usually has, like, a couple condoms. Girls never have, like, ten condoms. They have, like, maybe two or three, like, in this oh, little God. jar. I know where this is going. But, no, what I'm saying is, like, if you have a huge dick, a regular condom's not going to work out. And how many girls have, like, you know, a cache of Magnums laying around?
4: They're you know? pretty stretchy. I, I kind of think Magnum condoms are just a vanity item. I think even if you had a big, 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 big cock, you could get a normal condom. You can't get
2: a normal You, a, you, you know, I, there's a condom kind called kimonos. Have you ever seen those? <laughs> That's, why do girls always buy those? I think they like the name. Ooh, kimonos. And sexual. they're purple. And you don't, you don't know why this is my theory on it, I've cause... never bought
4: a kimono. And I never would buy a condom called a kimono. <laughs> you
2: you, you to know. This is my theory. Because at Planned Parenthood, they give away free condoms, and they always have fucking kimonos. It's just kimonos. uh,
4: that why? Because I have seen them, and you're right. It's like a girl will have them, and I'm always like, why'd you buy this? But you think they got them for
2: free? Yeah, they get them for free. They just grab a stack, and that's what they just have, these kimonos. Kimonos, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I have an average-sized dick. I don't have a really small, I don't have a really large one. Kimonos are too tight. Like, they just, they don't even feel good. The whole thing or just the ring around the end? Just pulling it on. You pull it on. Right. You're just like, this is just too tight. The condom's I just too small. Have you tried blowing
4: it up first? Like <laughs> stretching it out? <laughs> <laughs> or like when the dude makes the balloon
2: animals, you know, he's like, just pulling he it. you know, maybe I, day I day. should do that. If <laughs> uh, that. I mean, I'm, whatever. I mean, you could eventually squeeze it on, but it doesn't, it feels Put even less comfortable. Put it over your head like
4: Howie Mandel and blow it up. <laughs> then stick it on your dick.
2: Rob a bank. These are just some ideas. Yeah, that might work. I don't know. But yeah, so uh, poor Thomas, that's his, uh, you know, that's what happens on New Year's. He needs to make a resolution to... Um, to what, not fuck anymore? No, I mean, not, not that, but just to be careful while fucking, you know.
4: can he get some kind of a device, you know, a brace, a dick brace?
2: <laughs> like like if you have carpal tunnel, like, you know, and you, you put that... I'm thinking that, about
4: like the, like the thing where you like, you have the... Pate- their, their kneecap goes off kilter, so you get that thing with a little hole in front of it that wraps around your knee. I actually have one.
2: I wonder if he's going to have to get like some kind of cyborg type of cock. Like if they're going to have to insert some device in there.
4: <laughs> oh, gross. Like a sounding <laughs> rod. <laughs> <laughs> Did
2: you just like, you know, like twist it into shape and just like.
4: Speaking of that, uh, I don't know if you had any more talk about Thomas's. But, uh, I thought of your father, uh, as I was flying around a little bit for the holidays uh, I was in the crowded Las Vegas airport and went to wash my hands and went to throw the paper towel away and I was too mortified to take a photo. Although now that I realize the error of my ways, but I believe there was a giant used catheter right in the paper towel bin that was obviously full and overflowing with paper towels. And I almost touched it with my hand. Before Holy I realized shit. What in it the was.
2: bin right next to the sink. Yeah.
4: I think somebody was, you know, cathing it up. Because ah. there are so many old people in Vegas and I think they just you know, casually were like, fuck it, I don't give a shit and threw it right in the paper towel dispenser where it was like sticking out where clearly somebody's
2: hand was going to brush against it at one Dude, point. I would have I been having like, I would have had a, a panic attack if I had touched it. I kind of it. did.
4: That's why I didn't get a photo, which like, now I realize I should have gone back and taken a picture of it.
2: But I would have like throughout the day, I would have been having episodes where I just like, oh my God, I can't believe I touched it. I would have been freaking out about it. It was, I'm not
4: sure that it was a i I'm not a hundred percent positive, but like, that's what I believed it it to be. It was some type of a plastic tubular thing that looks about the right diameter. Yeah. Like sticking way out of the, the paper towel uh, dispenser at Las Vegas airport, McCarran.
2: Yeah, that was too. So the the reason I reminded you of my dad is because uh, when he was, he had the prostate issue, he had right. to catheter, catheterize himself. And,
4: right. and you were describing how disgusting it
2: was. Well, it was disgusting because. He wouldn't just take the catheter out and dispose of it in the proper fashion. I think you're supposed to wrap it up in something and throw it away. It was just catheter to be lying on the sink, catheter on the floor, right. catheter right in the, on the kitchen fucking counter. And I remember That's being
4: exactly like, I thought of it.
2: oh my God, I just remember be- freaking out. I'm at, at his house. I'm like, you know, the stone. I picked this up. I'm like, what is this thing? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. And I got really mad at him about it. I'm like, it's first of all, it's so unsanitary. What second of all? <laughs> well, that's basically it. <laughs> well, it's unsanitary, but it's unsightly. I don't even want to think about yeah. my father using right. something like that.
4: It's unsanitary and it's psychologically damaging.
2: That's good. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, it was just, God, it was terrible. At one point, I remember his dog was chewing on one. It was disgusting. The whole thing was just disgusting. Yeah, I, c- I can imagine that. Real quick, I wanted to get to one more topic before we start with some of these articles that we have here. I tried to segue a couple
4: times, but we got lost in cock talk.
2: Cock talk on second long. It always seems to like devolve into cock talk here, especially like well, or
4: shit talk or cock talk. Those are the two topics.
2: Yeah. I was thinking about this with the holiday show we did with steel. It's just like, if you just went into like, if you looked at the subjects that we discussed, I would say like 80% was about dicks, you know, or sticking your dick into something. And then the 20% so was about topic shit. topic of
4: steals. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not averse to it. So
2: I encouraged it. Well, he's knowledgeable about it. The guy. So the, the topic that uh, we, I wanted to discuss, and, and both of us didn't even experience this on New Year's, but um, had you lived in Denver, Colorado, with, where they just passed an amendment that legalized marijuana, in Colorado in and... in Washington. In, was, in Washington. Got, I mean, it's
4: not just Denver, it's the whole state,
2: of each, each state. Well, yeah, it's the state of Colorado and the state of uh, Washington legalized a specific amount of marijuana, but in Denver... On New Year's, New Year's Eve, I guess, was, was when it became official, like the, the law was instated, stated, um, the law came into effect. They actually had a club, a pont club called Club 64, where you could just show up with your marijuana and smoke with other marijuana smokers and just hang out.
4: Like an Amsterdam style situation, except well, they can't sell it to you, right? Yeah, there's no way. Uh, you you can only you, buy it from like a state-sanctioned store, which this was not. Yeah, up.
2: this was just a social club where you could just go meet people and you can just kind of hang out and smoke weed. And what was funny about it is... Whoever uh, opened
4: that place up is a genius. He's charging 30 bucks per and he's not even providing the weed.
2: Yeah, it was, he said uh, they opened it up at uh, 4.20 p.m. on Monday. It was <laughs> uh, the day, night of New Year's Eve, the day of New Year's Eve. And then, um, yeah, it was like $30 to get in. But he's not even selling any weed. You know what he was selling? He was selling Cheetos and goldfish.
4: <laughs> now, wait. So when I get in there, do I have to buy the goldfish or are they provided
2: free of charge?
4: I no, mean, nah, like you got to buy some
2: Cheetos. You got to buy some goldfish.
4: Man, people are so
2: dumb when they're stoned. It was like, <laughs> this is a good deal, man. Well, did you see the club? It's it's funny. Like in Amsterdam, I mean, they had various themed coffee shops in amsterdam I mean, there's 50 of to. them
4: you can find one that you like if you don't you know they have different decor different clientele different atmosphere but they're not like this this was just like some
2: stoner's dorm room
4: some of them in amsterdam are like that but you know they're not all like that there's like well i'm more of a sophisticated you know post-college guy who likes to smoke puff on some hash
2: but this place, like in the pictures that they showed uh, in the article I was reading, it's like you walk in there, it's just reggae and jam bands blasting through the speaker. It's like fucking. <laughs> I read that there was a strobe light. Like, come on, dude! They have blacklight posters on the walls. <laughs> it's, it's like, come on, dude! Like, seriously, <laughs> it's a case of arrest of. It. And first of all, I'm as I'm, a, of, I'm of two minds
4: about that. Right? There's all the people who were smoking weed anyways before the law was passed. And they probably have blacklight posters and stuff. And I'm of two minds about this because, you know, when the law passed, there's sort of this tranche of like more, not conservative, but more conservative, skewing older people who are like, you know what? I used to smoke weed, but I stopped because it's just a hassle to find a dealer. And the fact that it's illegal and I don't want to lose my job and, you know, my problems with my kids. Um, that now are like, you know what? I'll, I'll start smoking weed again. And there's probably two different camps. There's probably one camp of those people who are like in their 30s or 40s or maybe even 50s who are like, fuck yeah, I want to go to a place with like black light posters and shit because that's what I want to reminisce about and like Bob Marley. But then there's the other group who's like, you know, I was just hoping there was a place that would be like a Starbucks that's like playing Nora Jones and has like low light and comfortable seating and that I could just smoke weed in there. And this is awful.
2: Or just like a normal bar that you go in there with just normal atmosphere of a regular bar. You know, there's like right. couches. There, There's a, maybe a jukebox. You could play music. It's it's not something out of the ordinary. Because by mm-hmm. doing this, he's, he's basically pigeonholing stoners. Like as a you know, if I was a stoner, isn't hard
4: to do, or necessarily inappropriate. I think there are a lot of stereotypical stoner behaviors which are true, but
2: yeah, I mean they're true, and and they're easily you know mocked or ridiculed. But if I was a stoner, I would have been like, "Dude, I'm throwing away my blacklight posters now. You're just making it just now. I just feel now I feel self aware, and (laughs) (laughs) this is I shouldn't even know what that word means because I'm so stoned." You know well, uh, <laughs> What I immediately thought when
4: you said Club 64, I was I was like, oh sweet dude, do they have like old Nintendo 64s and like Legend of Zelda <laughs> and shit and like Mario 64 because that shit was the bomber
2: when I was high. But you know actually that, that's what you should do. Move to fucking Denver and open up like fucking a full on like pot club like with just every video game system.
4: Yes, I could make a lot of money. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. I probably won't do that. I don't know why I <laughs> will not but... You know what's
2: funny about this? This, guy, this
4: guy's a pioneer. I mean, there'll be others after him that can cater to the different niches, too. So let's not lose sight of that.
2: I think eventually that's what's going to happen. Like, I think at first there is a... I mean, th- there was definitely some dissent about it, especially even amongst people who are marijuana advocates. Because a lot of people were upset. They're like, all right, you're portraying, you know, our, our, our newfound freedoms in a negative light. Because now you're just encouraging people to get together and smoke weed. You should be waiting, like... A year before you start doing this. This isn't something you should just immediately open this f- the first day or the first actually minutes that this law is enacted. Who is saying this? Marijuana advocates in Denver that fought for you this law what? to be passed. They, they should smoke some weed and lighten up. Well, what's weird about this <laughs> What do they think was going to happen? Oh, exactly. I mean, people are going to. I mean, the entrepreneurs are going to come out. The guy that uh, opened the, the. I forget his name here, but the guy that opened up Club 64, he's a marijuana ab- advocate. I mean, he was one of the guys, the proponents that was, that was fighting to pass this amendment. But what's, what's funny about it, and this is what I would find confusing as a stoner, because stoners can't remember anything anyway. I would no. be like... What am I allowed to do? How much weed am I allowed to carry? Can I bring a pipe? Can I give this pipe to my friend Wackley over here to smoke? Like, what can not, I do? Not only,
4: not only can stoners not remember things, but then they make up. They make up remember things that aren't true. It didn't happen. You know.
2: <laughs> well, did
4: you I think hear- you can have a bong, dude? But it's got to be longer than four feet. That's. I'm pretty sure that's the law. The, yeah, Bob told me that. It's got no be purple, short bongs.
2: Longer than four <laughs> feet. That's pretty much legal. So you has got to be a, purple, no green bongs. I heard that. Well, you can see it in the back of your car, so it's not concealed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the, I mean, there, there's a part of these rules, and this is what I—I I mean, it's—it's it's just they're these complex rules that they have that are just confusing and kind of contradictory in a way. Um, some of the ones I read here, it says, so you can smoke or in just pot at home, but you're not allowed to do it outside in the public. But you can do it inside certain marijuana-friendly
4: businesses. Hmm. I mean, that's kind of like alcohol. You're not allowed... Most places, I'm assuming Colorado has this rules, you're not allowed to just walk down the street with drinking alcohol.
2: Well, they said, okay, it's legal in Colorado for people 21 and older to possess one ounce of marijuana. So you can possess only one ounce. Uh, You can grow up to six marijuana plants, but those can yield more than one ounce. So then what happens? And you can give marijuana to another adult but you can't sell marijuana. This is like, you know, the only way it works is this is a complicated game of rock, paper, scissors. That's how you give <laughs> weed down. And that's how you deal weed in Colorado. I
4: looked up the Washington laws and they're equally kind of confusing. You're, you can per, you can purchase it, uh, small legal amounts from the state pot store. Uh, but you cannot, in Washington, you can't grow it yourself. You can't have any plants. And you're not allowed, as a private individual, you're not allowed to sell it. And this is the weird thing in Washington. You can't share your own personal stash with another individual, which kind of sounds reasonable until I heard somebody pointed out in, like, a radio commentary that if you're smoking a joint, you're not allowed to pass it. So each person has their own joint, which, like, that's how people smoke weed is they pass it around. And the other thing is, if you smoke your own
2: whole joint, you're going to be really, really hot. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to smoke their own joint? Isn't that part of the whole experience? Yeah. I mean, you just, I, I don't know. Yeah, you, you'd be extremely stoned, especially the type of weed, like the, the marijuana that, that are, that's for sale that they sell at these pot shops. If you smoked a joint of that, you'd be high for like two days.
4: Unless you make it like really, really, really thin, I guess. But even then you'd probably be really high. And let's let's also not lose sight of the fact, and maybe people from other countries will get confused by this. But like the feds can still come into either of these states and bust the fuck out of you for any of this stuff.
2: Yeah, because it's a it's still a federal crime. I wonder if they have like all these
4: like a drug or what I don't know what the fucking classes are. I just made that up.
2: Do you think they have like undercover officers that have to wear like tie dye shirts? And just like yeah, hey, yeah fake feeling Are you feeling, hey guys? Groovy? Are you blowing
4: some pot? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who's got the grass? Chill out, for Some grass, brother. Can you sell me some? Yeah, that'd be great. I wonder if it's like that. You know. what? You know what I wonder? Last point here. Do you think oh, last
4: point? Because I have one more.
2: Do you think it would be easier to score in a pot club or in like a, just a regular dance club
4: for you? Oh, for me, dance club, even though that's not easy. But I mean, I, I, when I get high, I, I can't talk to people and I'm paranoid, so, but I've never found really high chicks to be especially sexually promiscuous, but I know other people have had other experiences with, you know, like hippie chicks who like to have sex.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I know, I know some, like for some girls, uh, marijuana is an aphrodisiac, but uh, I think for most girls, it just makes them eat a lot, go to sleep and fart. Plus, um, when you
4: have cotton mouth, like, making out isn't so fun.
2: Alcohol always seems to make me more attractive, first of all, in their eyes. And uh, also, they, it makes them more trusting <laughs> and well, willing just, to come you know, home with me. Whereas, if they're, high, care. If they're high, they're just kind of like, yeah, I'm just going to sit on this couch and eat goldfish. I'm glad that they have this, and I think it's a good thing. It's a good way to... To to build exposure and support for marijuana, you know I think marijuana should be should be legal. I think it should be used response by responsible adults. But the one thing I I I hate is I hate how they overemphasize cliches. And it's like California, you can go to weed shops, but it's not like they they have these cheesy. I mean, well, I guess there is like some some cheesiness to it, but the most of these weed shops, they try to make it look legitimate, like an actual like an actual like store that you go to, not in Venice, Venice Beach. They are pretty cheesy. It's like some dude uh-huh. with dreadlocks trying to sell you cards. But over here, I mean, they're they're very nondescript looking places. It Almost looks like yeah. A pharmacy. I've been to one
4: with a friend over on Sunset somewhere, and it just sort of looked like you know, actually kind of looked like a just a rundown <laughs> sort of liquor store.
2: Yeah, I mean, it just which is fine. I mean, it's just nondescript, not drawing attention to it, not trying to make it a big a big ordeal. And that's that's why when the, when you flaunt it in people's faces, that's when the the vote comes up again. The uh, you know, then they'll, then they'll vote against it.
4: We are talking about Denver, by the way. Have you ever been to Denver? Yeah, there's a lot of stoners there, aren't there? I don't think anybody's going to be particularly bothered. <laughs> it's fucking sunny. <laughs> the weather's, be- well, the weather's not beautiful right now. It's probably pretty cold, but you know, like mountain air, it's nature. Smoke a little bit. People, people
2: aren't that uptight there. Do some snowboarding. Yeah. Yeah. So, people, this is, uh, episode 362 here of, uh, Sick and Wrong. Um, you know you've been listening to this show long enough, God, I don't know how many years you've been doing it, but Wackley and I present the most disturbing news items of the week here on the show. Uh, if we read your story and we give you credit for it, you send me an email. I will send you a sick and wrong care package. We did get some good stories here this week there a lot a lot of shit happened because we took a couple, you know we took a little hiatus there. um because well, we did a the
4: show t- still came out with new, we did it two uh, content. Parter.
2: But during, during this period, there's, I always love the stories of just murder and mayhem that occurred over the holidays because there's always like, you know, I think it increases. I think it does too. There's family violence. So you would, you would have, hope, you attention. would hope it would take a break
4: where people sort of realize their brotherly love for their fellow man, but that's never the case.
2: Oh, uh, I know. Cause if, I mean, if it, if it did, then we'd have nothing to more, talk about.
4: More drinking, more stress, more loneliness, more outbursts and just despair amongst the populace
2: certainly and uh, and then hence that's that, that's why we have some good stories here this week uh, before we get to our first story for episode uh, 362 here's a word from our sponsor adam
0: hey kids do you like sex toys yeah! then go to adam and and make a purchase using coupon code diddle you'll get 50 percent off your first item three free adult dvds free shipping and a gift so sensual i can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and mukake Support stick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you.
2: So the first story here for episode 362 came in from Tim. Tim writes, hey Tim guys. Tebow? You know, I think this, is my, this might just be Tim Tebow, because- He's writing our
4: demo. He's like an NFL quarterback, very religious- Uh, young guy, hot girlfriend. Most of our listeners are like that, right?
2: But he kind of sucks. And and right now he's not, I mean, well, now Jets obviously aren't in the playoffs, but he also wasn't seeing much time on the field. So he's got a lot of spare time on his hands. I bet you he's just been catching up on episodes on the sidelines.
4: I wonder if he's on the field. He just like pumps it into his headphones. Maybe that's why he's not been doing so well because his head's not in the game.
2: (laughs) He's listening to sick and wrong rather than listening to his coach. It's not a good idea. (laughs)
4: Got to pay attention to your receivers, dude.
2: Come on, Tebow. Get it together. Get in the game. (laughs) uh, So Tebow writes, hey guys, hopefully you made it through your nog comas. Here's a great article from Pennsylvania. Keep it sick. Tim. Benjamin Daniel Klinger murder's girlfriend, Sammy Heller, after car crash.
4: I love the name Klinger.
2: Yeah, I think. Just it's because great. of MASH. I know, Corporal Corporal Klinger, right? I
4: don't rem- I don't understand the ranks in the army or the Marines or whatever they- I guess they were the Army. I'm
2: pretty sure he was um, a corporal.
4: And I haven't watched that show for like fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> what was his job? I think he had he all just... those clothes. I think he like was he did like the The PX, you know, where you like can get supplies. I think he
2: ran that. I think he was the guy that wasn't he the guy that dressed up as the woman. Yeah, but that wasn't his (laughs) job.
4: His job in the (laughs) army wasn't to dress up like a woman.
2: There is a guy in most different bases that that does that.
4: The Joy Division is that what they call it? I I
2: think I think that is a job in the army. (laughs) (laughs) The drag unit. The drag unit. Benjamin Daniel Klinger, 19 years old, is accused of murdering his girlfriend, 17-year-old Samantha Sammy Heller. He suffocated the poor girl by sitting on her head after he intentionally drove into a guardrail at over 100 miles per hour in the middle of the night. You know, does this
4: guy think he's Kurt Russell?
2: (laughs) Just before we even get into any details here, just my two cents, there are easier ways to end a relationship than this although it's never easy it's it's never easy but there are easier, easier than ways this. than than what this guy chose to do because a lot of guys you know this is a common complaint with a lot of women is they say guys don't have a spine you know they grow a sack and say what you mean communicate with me let me know if you know you're not happy in this relationship and instead what we do is we just don't want to rock the boat we hide under a pile of coats so finally they get sick of us and they move on and in fact, really I counts. mean, that's a good technique. <laughs> I've, I've always used that technique. It works well for me. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it, this guy should have done that. Or, I mean, I bet you his girlfriend wished he would have done that. Because then she'd still be living. And this guy had his own technique, which isn't a very good technique. but The death-proof so- <laughs>
4: technique, it sounds
2: like. <laughs> no, the ass-proof technique. So, Klinger is accused of crashing his vehicle on purpose and then killing Heller... By sitting on her face until she asphyxiated. Now, I find this. Sitting on her face. I find this suspect. And the reason being is do you remember, and I hope I'm not, I'm just going to give a little spoiler alert here if you haven't seen The Sopranos.
4: (laughs) Isn't there a statute of limitations like if the show is over five years old, you're allowed to say whatever the fuck you want? Darth Vader is Luke's dad, by the way.
2: (laughs) Spoiler alert if you haven't seen Star Wars. Princess Leia is Luke Skywalker's sister. (laughs) <laughs> but um in the Sopranos there's a point where where Tony Tony Soprano kills his nephew Christopher by intentionally Christopher
4: Moltisanti
2: Christopher in- Moltisanti and he intentionally drives his SUV off the highway and Christopher is going to I think Christopher is going to witness witness protection or something and he you know they had to deal with him and he like drove his car into a tree and then Christopher was injured instead of helping him, Tony like went around the car and he grabbed his nose and put his hand over his mouth and just suffocated him, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: which this guy could easily have done in this situation. I mean, this guy could easily have done that, but instead he chose to sit on his, on her face. Like he chose to smother her with his ass, which leads me to think he was gassing her out. I think (laughs) he was the
4: term you've just made up.
2: Yes. Hitler did it to the Jews. He gassed them out. I think this way. I think he was... Hitler would have done it this way if his ass was big enough. If he had enough time. If he had enough time. I bet you he would... I bet you Hitler hated Jews enough to sit on every single Jew's face. Men and, fart, and women. and Men and women. And Children. this guy obviously, you know, has some hatred towards some animosity towards this, this, nine, this, uh, this poor 17-year-old girl. So I think what he did is he just sat on her face and just farted away until eventually she suffocated.
4: Doesn't say how much this dude weighs. I mean, is he like a big flabby ass or is he like a little skinny meth head guy or what?
2: You know, they don't specify his weight or his diet, like bad. what he ate. They didn't say they stopped at Taco Bell before they took this ride, which definitely would have played a role in this.
4: Maybe, I mean, was he trying to simulate that like, you know, they just sort of ended up in this position after they were thrown from the car because if, if the cops come and your, like, nose is, if your hand is plugging your nose and mouth, they're not going to believe that, like, oh, this is just how we landed. But maybe if you're, like, sort of slumped over with your ass on
2: her face. Yeah, but with your pants pulled down, you're just full-on browning her. <laughs> you've, heard, <laughs> you've heard about being people's shoes being knocked off in accidents, right? My pants flew right off! Next time I'll wear a belt. You're just giving her a Roman helmet with your cock? Yeah, I'm sure that really happened. Uh, but, it's, but it's interesting what you're saying here, where you're going with that. Let me get, you know, I'll, I'll reveal a few more details. So this makes a little more sense. The police worked hand-in-hand with forensic experts, and they saw that what appeared to be a tragic vehicle accident was a far more complicated, sinister, and certainly criminal event. Flatulent. Well, death by fart is nothing but sinister. Um... Sammy Heller, the girlfriend, had said previously that uh, Klinger tried to scare her while driving and that he had threatened to kill them both in a crash. A witness told detectives that uh, Heller said that Klinger would push her into walls and once pushed her down a set of stairs. Isn't a flight of stairs? A nice set of stairs.
4: She felt the need to sort of maintain this relationship, though.
2: This guy's a, this guy's a Hallmark He's card. He's changing. <laughs> I'm working on him. (laughs) This guy's a Hallmark card. Um, Investigators looked into whether Heller may have been carrying Klinger's unborn child, but they did an autopsy um, post-mortem, and it revealed that she was not pregnant. Once again, there's easier ways to have an abortion, too. Um, uh,
4: Did they look into her stomach and look for his anal ghost?
2: (laughs) 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 Digging deep into
4: the archives for that reference.
2: A truck driver who came upon the 2 a.m. crash heard the girl Heller screaming and was told Please, by no, 911 no. <laughs> was told by 911 operators not to move the crash victims when police arrived Klinger was sitting on top of Heller's head and torso he was observed by the officers to be what appeared as slipping in and out of consciousness because he would close his eyes for several seconds moan and then reopen his eyes moan again while continuing to be positioned on top of the victim's head and torso while the victim was face down. So I guess he was sitting she was
4: face down.
2: So I guess he was farting on the back of her head. Wow. That's not nearly as interesting. (laughs) Yeah, no, this is kind of, this is definitely uh, refuting my, my, my claims, my assertion.
4: Maybe she managed to twist around with her last ounce of strength to, like, get her face away from the hole.
2: <laughs> just the gas that just kept slipping out. Uh, based on medical records, investigators later concluded that Klinger was feigning being unconscious. He, he actually wasn't slipping in and out of unconsciousness at all. Wow. Um, Some
4: CSI shit that they can tell you that.
2: He was kind of like Fred Sanford. This is the big one. <laughs> I'm coming, Elizabeth. <laughs> I wonder if he was just doing that. <laughs> then, I think, uh, then I think investigators have been like, okay, he's, this, guy's really, this guy's really slipping into unconsciousness. This is the well, big I one. I mean,
4: every time that happens on Sanford and Son, I, I get scared because I think Fred's going to die.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's very believable. Um, so, so does Lamont. A detectives recovered marijuana, cash, a digital scale, a pipe, pills, and a black air pistol from the wreckage. Uh, Clinger's charged with aggravated assault, drug offenses, and driving violations. Um, it's happen
4: in Philadelphia or somewhere in Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania.
2: Yeah. It's actually happened in Mannheim, Pennsylvania. Yeah,
4: now, and it's I'm interesting.
2: Just, uh, an addendum here: separately. He faces a charge of simple assault after being accused of running over Heller, Sammy Heller's foot in May and two counts of disseminating explicit, explicit sexual materials to a minor after being accused of sending out naked photos and videos of his girlfriend to They're a minors. minor. This guy's got to be like the worst boyfriend of all time. And the worst part about Great it. Great uncle though. Oh, awesome uncle. But the you're one, like
4: 13 and you're, he's like sending you a naked <laughs> picture of his girlfriend.
2: <laughs> Check it out. Flamer, She's in my awesome. dick. Here's a Snapchat. Um, but the worst part about it is I bet you this chick who keeps going back to this asshole Who's sending naked pictures of her, running over her foot, farting on her head while she's le- dying in a car that he crashed on his own volition. Well, on the side
4: of the road, really.
2: Yeah, on the side of the road. I bet you this chick wouldn't even give you or me her Facebook address if we met her at a club.
4: <laughs> did you ever... she die? I d I
2: wasn't following. Yeah, she didn't. She died. You know, oh, she's dead. Well now But she's here she is with this anybody. asshole. And you know, returning to this asshole repeated abuse mm. but yet uh, you know you and i would probably never meet a girl like this a
4: beautiful beautiful angel
2: <laughs> death by farts no joke waggerly so what do you have here for the second story
4: this one lots of people send it in but i believe i got it before i saw any emails so i'm giving credit to myself chicago shy town former former town town of residence of d simon
2: i did live there for a few years
4: did you ride the chicago transit Authority's blue line uh, around or from oak park ever
2: uh, many times because I lived in Wicker Park and I had to catch is, at the Damon I, Park. I caught the Blue Line at Damon.
4: Uh, a woman was riding this line. She told police that she was attacked last week, and this was actually because we've had the two week hiatus. I think this happened on the twenty third or of December around there. But another passenger Christ just I'm randomly sorry. attacked her. She was on the platform, I believe.
2: You know, uh, my brother, remember we were talking about when my brother did one of his first cherub of justice acts and he saved some kid that was being attacked on the platform?
4: Remind me.
2: Um, no, this happened years ago. My brother was waiting for the – But this was on the red line and he was waiting for a train and there was like – like these were kids, like 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds, mm-hmm. something like that. And they were beating the crap out of this one kid and they were seriously on the edge of the platform. And my brother walked over there and was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And grabbed the kid off. I'm like, you know, leave this kid alone. And some uh, some other kid just walked up to him and like bitch slapped him. Was like, you fat bitch, bitch slapped Jeffrey. (laughs) Jeffrey, yeah, and Jeff. (laughs) And he wasn't even chubby back then. He got bitch slapped by a ten year old, and so then Jeffrey went and got the CTA this like big black lady and she went up and she grabbed the kid by the ear she's like you little come here you little motherfucker i love the him. fact that they were so
4: not intimidated by jeff that after slapping him and after seeing him walk over to get the authorities they didn't leave <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, what the hell is i think he they do? resumed pummeling this kid probably but jeff probably saved his kid's life a lot of violence on the on the cta the
4: cta runs 24 hours right
2: yeah it runs all night
4: Unlike our shitty transit system in the Bay Area that, like, stops service at midnight. So nothing really that crazy ever happens because it's not open, like, late when all the freaks come out. The drunkards.
2: You know, well, I've was actually... The An-
4: how, was the Los Angeles one closed down at some point, too?
2: Recently, it uh, was open till 2 now. So it's open uh-huh. till 2, which is nice, nice. because you can yeah. leave the bar 1 and come back and make last call somewhere else. You know what the uh, interesting aside here about the CTA it was the, the fact that it runs at, at late at night. Like if you go to another neighborhood and get really trashed, you're in danger of riding it. And then you just pass out on it mm-hmm. because it takes sometimes, I mean, it can take like, you know, 10 stops before you get home. Right. And then you just pass out and on and it. You're
4: going way out to the neighborhoods. Like that's a long, long time. I
2: remember I woke up on the South side one time and there's just some mm, dude just south going side of
4: Chicago. Some
2: dude just going through my jacket, looking for my wallet, even though I was sitting on it. <laughs> And I, I like so he could up.
4: find your phone number and give you a, ca- uh, in your address to give you a cab home, right?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Good, Good <laughs> Sam over there. Good yeah. Sam that just reeked of like five o'clock mm-hmm. vodka. Um, right. anyway, he was like sitting there. I'm like, what, what are you doing? And I woke up and I'm like, where the fuck am I? I was seriously like, wait, like 20 stops past where I was supposed to be right and that's the last
4: well that's the see this is the thing when it runs 24 hours you just get on the other platform and go back though even though it sucks and yeah, just, yeah you're super did. wasted
2: and tired and it was like you know like five in the morning i got on the other platform you know in like two degree weather and then waited mm-hmm. for another train and then went back home In the awesome. in the bay
4: area or i assume los angeles is probably similar you can have what happened to me twice <laughs> which is you fall asleep and it's the last train of the night, and you get to the end of the line, and the train conductor wakes you up, and they they say, get the fuck off the train, dude, you fucking drunk shithead. Like, this is the end of the line, and you're like, oh, what, huh? Like, oh, wait, how am I going to get home? And they're like, I don't know or care, but this is the last train. There's no more trains. So uh, now, you can either get a cab, which may like be 80 like bucks. 80 to 100 dollars, yeah. or if you don't have any money... On you, like it happened to me one time, you sleep under a bush in the parking lot <laughs> for the next morning until like 5 a.m. when it starts running again. That's Fun. called a hobo hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I used to be a, quite the piece of shit. But it was cool because I was in my 20s and it's just like, oh, wacky, fun times. Facebook even... didn't exist or I would have, you know, like posted a Facebook like, sleeping in a bush, bro. <laughs> just LOL. Say,
2: just hold the camera, hold your iPhone up and just do an Instagram.
4: In the bush. Yeah. <laughs> Making a pillow of some leaves <laughs> and dirt. Yeah,
2: that's, that's horrible.
4: Well, not as horrible as this. So you're, st- <laughs> let's say you're a young woman and I... I so, They sort of aren't, uh, they don't release this woman's name or any really identifying details. There's a couple which I'll get into, but I assume she's sort of a ditzy sorority type chicks, but that's just my impression. She's a 21-year-old college student. She'd uh, recently moved back to the area to provide some in-home care to a family member. Hmm. Uh and she That's was write, nice. she was riding an eastbound train from Oak Park to Chicago. Oh, so she wasn't on the platform. She's actually on the train. And I'll just uh I'm gonna try the voice. <laughs> Sometimes I don't, but now I am. He had a sock full of his poop on me, said the twenty one year old college student. Oh no. It was everywhere on my face, my <laughs> hair, my clothes. The guy got on with me at the Oak Park Station. I wasn't really paying attention. Next stop, he throws something in my face. (laughs) So I guess she wasn't on the platform. She was actually on the train proper. Was this chick
2: like a valley girl? There's no valley girls in Chicago.
4: Well, that's just my impression. That's what I think sororals sound like. I've
2: been in in California too long. So even how I
4: say California, it's like California. California. I've just developed I – I, I, I pick up the accents really quickly. I'd be one of those people if I moved to, to London in like one year, I'd be like, am yeah, I? Might. And you'd be like, what the fuck? Full-on
2: Cockney accent. Yeah, i so, just pick it up. It sounds like this chick – do they have a picture? Is she hot? Like a hot no, no, college No, no. They're,
4: they're they're withholding her identity because she's, she, she's scared of retaliation and they haven't ever found this dude.
2: Wow. This guy's like. They
4: they have photos because there's cameras on these trains, although usually like 50% of them don't work. They have photos of the offender and they're seeking to identify him, says police commander Laidon Reynolds. Uh, And they've reached out to other police agencies and have issued a bulletin, which means basically they don't know shit about this guy. I mean, he probably like. Like everybody in the wintertime in Chicago, you can't identify people because they all have like big parkas on with furry hoods and shit.
2: Yeah, and you're wearing like a, you're wearing a hoodie. You got like your cap on. I mean, you, can, the, you have the, to cover up. You have earmuffs. Yeah, you're gonna die if you don't. I don't get it though. So, did he have like just a was it a sock with his?
4: Poop he had a in big it? sock. Well, we'll get let's get into the implications after I just get through the thing. But okay, he, he had right. a sock full of his own shit. At least I assume it was his own shit. <laughs> Uh, the, the woman saw him, though, and she said he was a black man no older than mid-20s with average build. Although, like I said, you can't tell what people's build are in the wintertime in the Chicago. The big puffy jacket. Big jacket's on. Mm. It was like the biggest degradation I've ever experienced. I wish he had just hit me. <laughs> she, would, she preferred <laughs> that he just, like, have jacked her in the face with a closed fist. The worst part is nobody had anything to wipe my face with.
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
4: The paramedics finally showed up and gave her towels and water, but they, uh, the paramedics, uh, or no, this is the girl again. She claims, she points out, not claim. She, she, now she knows firsthand that the like station agents don't really have, they aren't with me. Let me just say what she said. They really aren't prepared for a situation like that. How could you be though? To round it out. She says, uh, well, there's a couple of things she says. She says, I don't know why he did it. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have done that to a guy. I just want people to pay attention on the train. I try to check out the people around me, which you know she was texting and fucking Snapchatting and fucking Facebooking on her phone.
2: Yeah, I highly doubt I, I, I bet, I'm sure she was completely oblivious to her surroundings. She was probably immersed, yeah, in, in a, some Facebook comment or something. Next thing For, you know. First of she- all,
4: but first of all, I want to get a little bit more into my, my, my sorority girl impression. <laughs> yes, it's a California accent. It sounds like a Valley girl. But I believe that the key point of a sorority girl is everything, it goes up at the end like a question. They can't make a statement without it being a question.
2: I mean, I guess if you've watched a few John Hughes movies, you would develop this type of uh, impression, this inflection to your voice. So that, I, that's how they talk.
4: I'd like to imagine Molly Ringwald, the young Molly Ringwald, getting hit in the face with a sock full of shit. <laughs> Dude, I wish they made a
2: porno of that. <laughs> if, if that was on you, Jizz, I would I would download jack off it. To it. <laughs>
4: But I think the more, the, deep, the deeper thing is like, let's say she did get punched in the face by a weird guy. You, you just think like, that guy, dude's crazy, but, but she was probably doing something really annoying that set him off, right? Well, but this guy had a sock full of his own shit at the ready. <laughs> what does that
2: mean? What I don't understand is he had a sock full of his own shit. Did he dump the sock on her? Did he swing the sock like a sling? You know, like uh, swinging it around. Yeah, like Davy. Davy fighting, David, King David fighting Goliath. Or did he just like go up to her and just dump? But David wasn't a king when he fought Goliath. That no, Goliath. yeah, he was, he was going to be a king. That's what made him a king. Oh. But, um, yeah, I mean, how did he disperse his feces on her face? I think it squirted out of the sock. So he squeezed it like a tube of toothpaste. <laughs> oh, D.
4: When you're going to go out sock shitting people (laughs) on the the train, you don't use like a new sock. You use an old sock that has like a hole in the heel and the toe and and the shit's just kind of
2: coming out. But where is he holding the sock? Because, I mean, is his pocket all full of shit?
4: No, the shit is in the end of the sock and you hold it by the like opening end.
2: Maybe even tie it off. I'm talking about when he's going to the train. I'm not talking about at that point. I mean, does he have the sock of shit in his pocket?
4: Are you saying what would I do or what did this guy do? What would you do? <laughs> I think this guy just had it in his pocket. But me, I would, uh, I would shit in the sock. <laughs> I would tie it off and then, you know, stretch out the, the sort of top part of the sock so it's a big handle. And then I would put it in a plastic bag, wrap it up, and then put it in my pocket. And when I was ready to shit sock somebody, I would pull out the plastic bag, throw the bag to the ground, whip it around a la David and Goliath, and then
2: just whap! Right and then, then shit would be flying. In. But would you be able to aim it, though? That's the thing. I don't, like, He oh, sounds yeah. like he was precise with his aim.
4: Yeah. It's not hard.
2: <laughs> you think David was like some master weapon wrist? See, I what know. I would have done just for Weaponist. added dramatic effect, I think I would have tried to put my hand in it with a sock puppet, like a shitty sock puppet. No, you get shit all over your hand. I know, but it'd be worth it because... You'd make a talk to her before you hit her or after? I would talk. I would, I would talk, like, be like, the puppet wants to kiss you. But he had shit in his mouth. What are you, like Shit Henson? <laughs> I'm like Shit Henson. That's exactly what I'm making. Sh- I'm making a shit Muppet. A Shuppet. <laughs> a Shippet. <it.
4: laughs> well, you'd be, I mean, you'd be, you'd be unique. Well, Googled Shit Muppet. Your name would come up.
2: But, uh, you got that. What about this, though? If you were on that train, even if you work for the CTA, what, I mean, other than newspapers, what do you have to wipe the shit off her face with?
4: I think she did say she used
2: newspapers. That's all you have. I mean, what'd Sorry. you expect?
4: I didn't underline that point. But yeah, that's all they had were newspapers, which aren't really absorbent. It's just sort of smearing it around at that point.
2: Yeah, but are you going to give her your sleeve? No. Me? <laughs> what if she's, I'm not the cherub. Yeah, but what if she's super hot?
4: I might get some snow. <laughs> like, here, put this in your face. Oh, shit, it's yellow. and There's a dog pissed all over it. But it's better. I'd rather have dog pissed snow on my face than shit, wouldn't you? <laughs> Thought experiment, bro. Yeah. Would you rather have a random dude shit on your face or like snow with like dog piss in it? So what if I love the show, bros? Keep it sick and wrong.
2: So what if this is your girlfriend? How long would you wait? <laughs> like, what would be the 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 grace period that you'd wait before you'd make fun of her about this? Hmm. Like, would you let a week go by, two weeks? Or would you be, like, within three hours, like, oh, my God. you just shit all of have your face. Confession.
4: I have a confession to make. And I, I recognize that this is a major failing in my character. But I'm the boyfriend, and I hate this about myself. Don't get me wrong. And I know every girl who listens to the show is going to be like, <laughs> I know dudes who do that, and you're the biggest prick ever. I am the kind of guy who my immediate thought would be, like, what? Why were you looking at your phone? You gotta fucking pay attention. I would totally blame her. You know what I mean? So wait, wait, wait. I don't wait, know. Wait. I hate it about myself, but it's all—it's always like my. You think it was her fault? Is you got attacked by first some first random shit? To be like, you could have prevented it.
2: <laughs> There's no way. This is obviously this guy's got issues with women. She's probably attractive. He
4: does, but you have to like you have to be aware when you're out in public cause people are shitty and you can't just like be staring at your phone. This is what I'd be telling her. And that's why I'm the worst boyfriend <laughs> and why, you know, I don't deserve to date anybody cause that's the type of guy I am. And I recognize it's shitty and I hate it about myself, but I can't help it.
2: See what I would do is I would be like, I'm so sorry. And I'd hold her and maybe even wash her face in a bath or something. And I'd be like, Oh my God, this is terrible. And then like, when she was sleeping, I'd take some chocolate syrup and dump it on her face or something, you know. But that, that'd be like two weeks. You know, weeks. you're just lying. Yeah, but that'd be, that'd be two weeks later, though. So It's it'd be, funny to say that, but you wouldn't do it. I would, too. I would totally Or I'd put, I, take I, some chocolate I'm, I'm frosting. I'm doing a hardcore confession on
4: I really would blame the victim.
2: And you're making up some funny story about chocolate syrup. I, I'm just saying, i that's the type of guy I am. I make a joke out of it. you're that type of guy.
4: You're making that shit up. I would seriously First do of it. All, who wants to sleep in a bed where there's chocolate syrup all over the fucking place? I, maybe you would like be making her some ice cream and pouring chocolate syrup and be like, does this remind you of your face? Well, th- I, can see I would do doing something that. like that. I don't see you pouring it on her
2: face in the middle of the night. No, I'm saying, just making okay. this up. If we're on a, on the couch and she kind of dozes off, we're eating ice cream. I'd put a little chocolate syrup on her face, and be like, "This is just like the guy that puts shit on your face on the subway." Remember? <laughs> I would do something like that. You I would drop on her lip. Yeah, but I wouldn't like you know. As soon as she came home, like give her a hug and be like, "Are you okay?" Wow, well, this is your fault. Like I wouldn't do that. You, I would do that. That's a horrible thing to do. And I'm I'm being completely honest. Is that's what I would do. You would not. You would have to. You would. I think
4: right away, but in my mind, I would definitely be thinking of it like, you know what? You're always looking at your fucking phone when you're on a (laughs) a train. I
2: tell you not to do that. Would you make out with her that night?
4: Hmm. I mean, I would give her a good scrubbins. Probably. Yeah. maybe.
2: Yeah. This, yeah, this is, this is a terrible thing to happen. It makes it, makes me frightened. It makes me frightened of public transportation. You should be. I mean,
4: think of all these. You know what this relates to that we really haven't done anything about. There's been this rash of uh, shovings on the New York transit yeah. system, which is probably the most famous transit system in the world, rivaled by like the London Underground. And I guess the Tokyo one's really good, too. But uh, all these people are getting shoved onto the tracks and dying
2: in, in New York City. And like, most gotta- recently, it was a woman who shoved a Muslim shoved. man.
4: They got her on video too and they don't haven't caught her yet. Or I think they did catch her. They did her.
2: catch her actually. And she confessed too, but I mean it's a hate crime. But yeah. Walked, I mean it's she shoved him on because she thought he was like, You dirty
4: Muslim terrorist and really he was like a Sikh, which those guys are always getting this short He's like some
2: Indian dude and he was just like minding his own business, coming back from like a you know, bodega that he worked at or something. Right. People, you can send your stories to Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail dot com. We got some good ones this week. Uh, Wackerly, we, we have a few phone calls to get to, to the sick and wrong hotline 206. 2066- I
4: always love the phone calls, especially in
2: 2013, <laughs> the year of the phone call. <laughs> Here, we got some good ones this year. Um, we got some phone calls to the sick wrong hotline 206-666-3846. We got some emails to podcast dot com.
4: Not so hot on the emails. That's a thing of the past.
2: Yeah. The electronic mail is so like <laughs> 2000 and...
4: The thing of 2014 will be uh, hot women Snapchatting me pictures of their snatch. Snapchat like titties. I call, like to call it Snatch Chat.
2: Snatch, dude, that's what we should make, Snatch Chat. Which just for the you can snatch. just
4: Snapchat me with some snatch and I, I don't need to make anything. <laughs> if you're illiterate or have Down syndrome, but you still want to read a book, Why not go to audible.com and get an audiobook? Audible has over 75,000 titles to choose from, with more being added all the time. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle
3: and get your free audiobook today.
2: All right, we did get some phone calls here. Let me get to the uh, first one. This is kind of a question. This guy um, is seeking, I guess, not really our advice. I think it's our validation.
4: Okay.
0: Hello. I wanted to ask you guys if, uh, is this normal? It's not, is that gay or anything like that? Is this normal? I drank an entire bottle of 12-year-old Jameson last night. No one else was there. No one else came over to my house. I just woke up, and I feel like the worst thing that might resemble a human ever. Would you classify that as an
2: alcoholic? I'd classify that as a remorseful hangover.
4: Yeah. I mean, alcoholic implies some level of regularity and even binge drinking implies some level of regularity. So if you just did this one time and you're going through some problems, you got, you got some thinkings to do,
2: yeah, it's fine. I, mean, I think it's I've fine. Never, I think never done
4: it's... it. I've never drank an entire fifth of booze. Maybe I'm drinking, stock- I'm... I mean,
2: is he talking about a pint? I think he, he said a fifth of 12-year-old Jameson, which is actually... I he
4: said a bottle, I a think.
2: That's sipping whiskey. Yeah, but he said a bottle. Yeah, maybe he meant a pint. I've, I've drank almost a An fifth, airplane fifth of bottle Jack Daniels. An airplane bottle is a bottle. I drank almost a fifth of Jack Daniels one time. You had and, some thinkings to do, right? And I got really sick.
4: <laughs> well, why, you, you did it for a reason. Like you, you yeah, you know, I did it
2: because uh, I was really upset because we had to put my dog down. And I was in college, and I was angry, and mm-hmm. I just drank a, almost an entire fifth of Jack Daniels, and I got violently ill.
4: The next morning or that night?
2: I passed out, and I woke up that night at, like, I think it was, oh, like, 3 in the yeah. morning, and I just puked my guts out right next to my bed. Right? Yeah. I mean, there was only just a little bit left in the bottle. I've I've only done that and once. And then you're like, <sighs>
4: <laughs> my dog is around you to lick that up.
2: That's exactly how I sound when I cry.
4: I can rub it in now because it was a long time ago.
2: So this guy, you're not an alky dude. If you're doing this 3 times a week, you got some issues.
4: If you're doing it once a if you're doing it once a month, you have then you're a binge drinker. If you're doing it every day, then you're an alcoholic. Or if you're doing even a little bit every day, then you're probably an alcoholic. It's very strange all these rules about drinking and when you should and shouldn't do it.
2: I can say one thing though: we're probably the worst people to ask this question to.
4: Yeah, we're going to be very lenient <laughs> on the rules, as in general.
2: Um, here's the second. There's also call. drugs
4: that can augment drinking. You know. Oh yeah, Where it's I not mean, as big of a deal. You know, it's like type a, a methamphetamine or cocaine stimulant. And you can kind of just drink a lot and you're going to feel like shit the next day. But That's another
2: excuse. And that's the one thing about cocaine. It gives you like super drinking powers. So you even get it. You get like an amplified hangover the next day. Oh, I'm amazed awful. at
4: how much I don't like cocaine. I mean, it only, it really only lasts for like 15 minutes, right?
2: No. If, if you get a good blow, you can keep it going all night.
4: Yeah, but you got to keep doing it.
2: Well, yeah, you just, well, you want to keep doing it.
4: Right, but I'd rather just have if I'm going to do a drug, it'd rather be like a pill that lasts like six hours or something.
2: What's annoying about cocaine is is the company that you have to associate with. Everybody self-absorbed, talking about themselves, and then if it's you best do, to do it with
4: one or two people that you actually do want to listen to. And even though you do want to listen to them, they're still going to be like a loudmouth asshole. But at least like you take some of the edge off with like I actually kind of like to listen to what this guy has to say.
2: But, I mean, they're still talking over each other, and they're, right. they're arguing, and everyone's trying that's to get what a I'm word saying, in. And that's
4: why it's also good to have, like, one person who you want to, like, have a big, long, blow, bloviating conversation with.
2: I'm bloviating. And the, the worst part about it is after everyone leaves, and then you finally get to, to fuck your girlfriend that you've been sitting here listening to, the same stories you've heard about 10,000 times. As, you, as
4: three other people also tell stories over the top of her.
2: You can't get your dick hard because you're so fucking high on coke. That's why I, don't Coke like, sucks. I don't like
4: the fact when your Coke is cut with 50% baby laxative and you <laughs> spend the whole time in the toilet. There's yeah, better drugs awful. out there than Coke. Coke has some, like, glamour for people that I think is unwarranted.
2: Well, I, th- I find it funny that there's such a stigma with meth, but yet Coke, which is, like, fucking created with gasoline and whatever, like, <laughs> Colombian people's pubic hair, <laughs> that's fine. That's, that's okay. There's
4: a lot of human exploitation in the production of Coke. Yeah, but I mean, and, you know, math it's just Walter White having a good time and him and Jesse like chilling out in their jumpsuits.
2: Toothless hillbilly cooking in his bathtub.
4: Right. And, Maybe um, he blows up the trailer park once in a while. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Speaking of trailer parks, actually, I guess this is more of the farm. This is kind of an educational call.
0: Hey, sick and wrong. Uh, I'm a mall cop from Louisiana, which means I fucking hate my wife, but I digress. Is-
2: That's probably. Hey,
4: could be unemployed
2: it has got to be the best way to start a call. Hey, sick and wrong. I'm a mall cop from Louisiana, and I hate my life. There's worse jobs out there. Yeah.
0: Story from back when I lived on the family farm.
2: <laughs> That's got to be Every worse. Every
0: winter, tons of cows start crapping out babies, which a lot of times meant that you'd have to go over there and put a shoulder-length glove on and go completely arm deep inside a cow's vagina to get that
2: thing out you know i would rather be kicking neer wells smoking weed out of the mall than having to shove my arm into a cow vagina
4: eating Sabaro pizza yeah like you know
2: panda express hot sam's pretzel
4: go to the arcade play a couple of miss Man
2: rounds fucking you know, Mall Cop sounds awesome i actually don't think mall cop would be that bad
4: <laughs> it sounds fucking great
2: It'd be until better? there's until there's
4: an active shooter right that's your worst day
2: at work and how what's what are the odds very low. Yeah.
0: Mm. Uh, there. Sometimes, on the worst occasions, we tie a rope around the cow's feet while it's sticking out and <laughs> just drag it out of there with an ATV. Welcome
4: to the world, baby Probably cow. not very
0: pleasant. For...
2: <laughs> <laughs> they, would <just> it, <laughs> they would just tie it to its its hoof and just drag it out.
4: Feet, feet, two feet. You don't want to, like, rip a leg off. It's still uh, a it's still a gentle, dainty newborn calf.
2: God, the miracle of life. That's a breech birth, I believe. I'm, I think so.
0: The See cow, but I don't know. Might do that with my girlfriend in the future. You know, save all that whole eight hours of labor and epidural bullshit. But uh, whatever. So this one day, it's me and my grandpa and a veterinarian, trying to help this particularly troublesome, you know, birth go well. Cows have what we call a breech birth, which means. It's coming out completely backwards, which is a problem because after a while, the calf's going to basically stop being able to breathe all the fluid and gunk floating around inside the cow's vagina and is going to drown.
1: Of life. So anyway, we're trying to get this
0: thing out of here very quickly, but it's a no-go. Calf's too big. That comes over and says to the grandpa that he's pretty sure he can save one of them, but the other one's going to die, and he needs us to figure out which.
2: This is a thought experiment. So, what do you mean that, that uh, he's got to choose? It's like Sophie's Choice, but with calves.
4: He can like cut the mom open and free the calf, or he can kill the calf and drag it out and save the mom.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's got to make this choice of which ones. That's well, I not, guess they're, Sophie's, they're, choice Sophie's Choice is, is, is his children. children right? Yeah, yeah. So, I guess if it's two calves, but so it's either keep the heifer or the heifer's baby.
4: Hmm, I would think the baby is what you got to preserve.
2: Maybe. I mean, it depends on how old the heifer is. What so if the heifer's only two years old? The babies, don't they die all the time?
4: Exactly. Hmm. It's a tough choice. And, like, you know, the heifer could produce another baby, yet the, that the calf could grow up be, to become a heifer and produce babies, but, you know, you got to get it all the way grown.
2: And with all those coyotes. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, you don't.
4: Have you ever been on a farm up. ever? <laughs>
2: No, actually, I've never been to a farm. So. I wouldn't want it. How many farms have you been to? Oh, in the tens. <laughs> I've been to a petting zoo. Does that count? No. There are farm animals there.
4: Doesn't count. Close enough. I mean, when you've been to the zoo and there's a tiger. Do you think you've been to the jungle? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't pet the tiger, though. Have you been to the bottom of the sea because you saw a fucking octopus?
2: (laughs) I didn't pet the tiger, but I pet the goat and the sheep.
4: Doesn't matter. Irrelevant.
2: They ate out of my hand. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, uh, Noah.
0: Saving the cow. So the vet probably walks over to his truck, pulls out this really fucked up looking cutting instrument, and goes to disassembling the calf in its half dead state.
2: Oh, they chose I'm the sitting cow. over
0: here trying not to throw up. While well, my grandpa's, you know, getting handed all the little bits of legs and, you know, various veal cutlets. I like to say
4: out. gravy ingredients. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Isn't it called niblets? Giblets. Giblets, that's what it is. Giblets.
4: Giblets is something else, but for all intents and purposes <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you can make a gravy with it. Yeah, you could.
0: And my grandma had decided apparently that this would be a great time to bring all the little nieces, nephews, and cousins that were over to go see the miracle of birth.
2: Uh, so anyway, man. she walks around the corner,
0: carrying off with all the little kids with her, to see me throwing up in the bushes, the vet, like, shoulder deep in this cow's vagina, <laughs> absolutely covered in blood, <laughs> and the grandpa was stacking up, you know, like, legs and all sort of bits
2: of blood full on the,
0: on the ground nearby. So yeah, those kids are probably going to need some therapy. Yeah, keep it sticking wrong later, bitches.
2: God, that's horrible. I think
0: I
4: think
2: kids should be exposed to that shit. I'm, I'm, would you want to see that when you're like four? Want? Who cares what they want to do? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just it's the way it is, way it goes. God, I I, I would immediately become a vegetarian after that. After seeing, well, you are like a that.
4: vegetarian, So what's the difference?
2: You no, know, but I'm just saying, if I was five, I would have been like, wow, I did, I'm not going anywhere near that. I'm not eating that. That's disgusting. I probably wouldn't yeah. even fuck anymore. Maybe
4: maybe the world would be better if everybody's vegetarian, right? That's what they say.
2: <clears throat> I don't know.
4: I think I, I think less kids of a carbon footprint. You know, my gore and tragedy level is is very high for what I would limit kids to.
2: Yeah, but would you want to like if you're in junior high? Would you want to go see the slaughterhouse? We're gonna go take a trip to the hog factory.
4: Like I said, want to? Probably not. But you know. Maybe it it'd be, be enriching for you. <laughs> Maybe I would be a vegetarian now and I wouldn't, you know, be 20 pounds overweight.
2: So I wonder why this guy left the farm and then uh, ended up going to the mall cop route. <laughs> he was
4: sick of fisting, you know, pregnant cows. Really.
2: You're in a big city now. You're a slicker. I wonder where he lives. It's got to be like, uh, it's probably got to be New Orleans, probably. Isn't it the, no, it's not the biggest city over in Louisiana.
4: There's the one that's up north, the capital. What's that one called?
2: Hmm. Baton I, Rouge? No, Baton Rouge. That's what it is. I bet <laughs> you lives in Baton Rouge. He's a Baton Rouge mall cop.
4: Yeah. I wouldn't live near the coast. That's hurricane country. Dangerous.
2: Well, I certainly wouldn't dismantle calves. God, I just, ugh. I wonder how often that happens, too. You got to just, like, shove your arm up inside of a calf's vagina. And it must be, like, I mean, if the guy's, show, there's got to be, like, at least two or three feet of a canal.
4: Oh, but if you listen to the call, the arm was shoved into the vagina way before the problems occurred. <laughs> I think that's every time,
2: but he, he had to shove in the alien like instrument, like the saw yes. the jaws of life and chop the thing up the jaws of death. Yeah. The jaws <laughs> right. of death here. All right. Here's another carrying on with this animal theme. Here's another, uh, call from, uh, actually this guy, I think might be the comedian late comedian Mitch Hedberg
1: uh, I was uh I was just clicking like random porn links and I found this thing I would never heard of called squirt bukkake which is just like regular bukkake but with like girls squirting uh multiple on a girls, dude's like, face squirting on
4: this uh this girl's face but uh, wow.
2: I think it was just a bunch of girls squirting on another girl's face
4: I might sign up to be the guy in the center of the girl bukkake scene.
2: You'd want to be sprayed by all these different girls.
4: I would consider it. (laughs) To think about it, (laughs) I wouldn't have to think about it very long.
2: Think how sticky that would be.
4: I know, but I get to see a lot of vaginas.
2: You get to see a lot of pussy. I always, you know, I mean, we've had this debate whether can can really Do that. Well, I mean, we've had uh, this debate whether girls can really do that or what if it's just urine. Yeah. I forgot what what our conclusion was, but... um,
4: I was always anti, but I'm coming around because I've seen more and more videos where I'm like, it doesn't really look like urine. I still don't get it. I don't don't know what's going on.
2: I don't really get it. I've seen it. I've
4: never experienced it firsthand either.
2: I have and I've seen it before. I've seen it like... Well,
4: was it urine? Did it smell like urine?
2: No, it did. It, it was. It had a different consistency than urine. It was. It was so you're just, a believer. Yeah, yeah. No, girls can squirt. I've seen it before, hmm. and I even saw it uh, when uh, Holly Stevens used to do that Ultimate Surrender wrestling. The mm-hmm. girls afterwards would fuck the other ones with dildos, and then this one, I remember I vividly. Remember, she was using a Hitachi wand on herself, and she came and just sprayed. It was like. It was like apple juice just spraying out of her all over this girl
4: well, apple juice looks like urine to me
2: it wasn't piss though it didn't smell like piss i mean we were <laughs> it sitting comes re- out
4: in this weird way too it like it like erupts in this strange manner that doesn't look like piss
2: yeah it kind of sprays so yeah i don't know
4: but i thought of you
1: guys it was kind of funny that I, that's what you're associated with now. Um, Squirt, bucada. but also I meant nice. to call in at one point and tell you you were talking about a uh, penis bone at one point, and uh, I meant to tell you that's called a baculum. There's a name for that. There's a scientific, uh, I guess, a scientific name for that it's called a baculum. The reason I know that is uh, because I figured if my ever had a porn name or my porn name, that were ever in porn, uh, because I'm I'm unattractive and I wouldn't be good on film I would have to have like a catchy name so people would watch it and buy a film and then <laughs> realize that what a mistake it was Is that well, how it works? Already bought it yeah. but my uh, my porn name would be a mistake it Scott was. Baculum. Did you Baculum What do you say? Rewind it Full circle Two birds One stone but my uh, my porn name would be Scott Baculum mm. There you go Full circle Quantum leap Two preference. birds One stone
4: a lot of people, a lot of people aren't going to get that, but it is Science uh, Fiction Day, which you pointed out to me earlier.
2: Yeah, it's Science Fiction Day. So this actually, this call is very appropriate. Scott Bakula played the main character in Quantum Leap. There's Who is his
4: little uh, sidekick? There, that guy's uh,
2: famous. That guy's famous. He's been in a lot of stuff. I forget his name right now, but uh, I always
4: get him confused with the dude from Blue Velvet, and the, he was in Big Love. Dennis Hopper. No, not
2: Dennis Hopper. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> We're talking about secondary actors here.
2: Scott Bacula or Baculum would be a horrible porn name.
4: Why? I think it's good.
2: Well it's good.
4: no one would get it. because yeah, because I get it. no. Yeah,
2: does. no one's going to get it. I just find that this, this assumption that this guy have has, this assumption that he has that, that people will buy the porn based on his name alone. Not based on the size <laughs> of the titties of the chicks or how attractive they are or how big his what dick is. What about the
4: plot? I mean, that you know he like travels through time and fucks like random women from different eras. That's pretty intriguing.
2: How often do you buy a porn based on the act the male actor's name?
4: How often do I buy a porn?
2: People <laughs> <laughs> don't buy porn anymore.
4: I don't understand the point. The porn industry is, I don't know how they make money anymore.
2: I don't know. It's, a, it's all the videos. Old timers. Yeah. Uh, people call the on hotline, 206-666-3846. We have time for one email, then we got to get the hell out of here. Um, this email was sent in from Alex. This sounds like a New Year's that went horribly awry. On New Year's Eve, I had a rather eventful evening. I had a fifth of vodka, and then I headed out. So, so this guy drank an entire fifth before even starting the night.
4: Yeah, had a fifth of vodka means he drank it all to himself.
2: That's a, that's a lot of alcohol to imbibe this before night Jameson on the town. This
4: Jameson 12-year guy seem like a pussy. Like, this
2: yeah, guy like drank the, the, it and
4: then went out to drink more.
2: Yeah, like the Jameson 12-year guy that just hung out by himself, drinking that entire fifth probably all night. That guy's a lightweight compared to this dude. He says, I didn't want to go to the party with my friends before the pub, so I drank five pints on a bench and then went to the pub hammered. So he's got a fifth of vodka, five pints on a bench, and then he shows up at the pub. This is like a typical Englishman right here. This is like Englishman tolerance. This is exactly why I had a problem when I was over there in London. I can't hang (laughs) with that. That, There's no No. way I can hang with that. I don't
4: want to. It doesn't even sound fun. Like, you're not even enjoying your buzz at that point. You're You're just going for the Guinness Book of World Records.
2: But that's what they are. They're alcohol-swilling demons over there. They do. And, they, like, that's the thing. Like, they don't even think you have testicles unless you can drink five pints and, like, you know, like half a fifth of vodka. Some, like,
4: people, fi- go, some people go out drinking, like, hoping that they get into a fight because that's going to be the ultimate, you know, like – and. End enjoyment of the night. Like I'm not, I don't want to get into a fight. <laughs>
2: I don't no, wanna, I mean... I don't even want to get into an argument. I want to try to get laid. If you drink a fifth of vodka and five pints of beer before going to a pub, you're probably not even going to be able to do that. You're probably not going to be able to speak. <laughs> I know I couldn't. So he says... he, he be went be
4: able to fight around the world, though, with Tugger.
2: Yeah. He said he drank five pints on a bench, then went to the pub hammered. Some random guy brought him a shot, and that was it. I was gone.
4: Straw that broke the camel's back.
2: Vomited in the street, streaked, streaked through a field, fell over in a bush of thorns, fucking myself up, got in a taxi, had no money, ran down a massive flight of stairs to, uh, in an alley to escape from an angry taxi driver, fell down the stairs, fucked up my hip and my arm, ripped two muscles in my left arm, and that's it. Hope this gets a mention on the podcraft as it made me want to gas myself like a suicidal Jew that had no one with whom to celebrate Hanukkah. So that's a good <laughs> analogy there. Reference to you, I think. <laughs> Alex. Well, Alex, that sounds like a horrible uh, New Year's. Yeah. God. I mean, I but mean, what'd you expect?
4: You gotta maintain control.
2: What? Did, that's the thing with drinking. It's like, yeah, you know what? Who's giving you a high five when you drink that much and then that's what happens to you the next day? Nobody. Tony. You know, the only people giving you a high five is if you drank you know, a couple beers and end up shagging a hot bird. You can't do that if you're drinking a fifth of vodka and five pints of beer and then doing shots. Yeah. God. I mean, think
4: there's some, there's some underlying issue that you're trying to deal with. Did your is, mother t- your, touch your butthole?
2: I think his uncle touched his butthole. Uncle? Yeah.
4: Mungle? His and?
2: uncle. <laughs> Something. People, email the show. signal on podcast at hotmail.com. Uh, If you haven't already subscribed to the show on iTunes, uh, you are not listening to the show properly. You're doing it wrong. You should be going to iTunes. You should be subscribing, giving us a rating. It's been a while since we've got a new rating. Give us a rating. Subscribe to the show. You not only help us, you help you. Because then you have all the sick and wrong episodes in a playlist in your iTunes.
4: Yeah. In the tunes. What more could you want?
2: Well, it's just easier than having to go to the website and scrolling through our shitty website downloading each individual episode
4: fucking right clicking everybody hates right clicking
2: Oh god it's such a waste of time you know you really sh- you should just be listening to us like the sick and wrong show here and then with the, with the with your internet browser browsing squirt bukkake porn <laughs> i mean that's what you should be doing with the internet not trying to track down a podcast website
4: no itunes will make it work for you
2: it's way easier also, people, Sick and Wrong t-shirts are available at the Sick and Wrong store. We have cheap trick tees. I sent out two today, so people uh, who ordered them, you're going to get them today. Uh, we only have a few left. Not quite sure if I'm going to redo this design. So if you want a shirt, get one today. Sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. Uh, Sick and Forum. It's up. It's there. It's a great place to meet fellow Sick and Wrong listeners, like-minded individuals. I wouldn't say it's the friendliest place on earth or on the internet. But no, it's not. It's, it's not al- a petting zoo. It's not a petting zoo, but it's also some place where you can actually uh, have a worthwhile chat. So go to cigarongpodcast click on forum, and sign up today. Finally, here the cigarong song of the week was sent in from Matt from Chicago. I wonder if Matt's ever taken the CTA and had an altercation with a guy with a shit sock.
4: Maybe he's the guy with the shit sock.
2: Now that would come full circle. That'd be cool. For some reason, I doubt it based on the song that he sent in. He goes, Dean Lance, I'm a huge fan of the show, but I haven't really been in contact before. I've been listening to your Pondcraft since 08. Back since Alt 08. And you guys consistently crack me up. I have a nomination for the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. It's a song called Aryan Warrior, sung by the band Heritage Connection. Which is a young... Sound,
4: this sounds like white power music. It is. I'm
2: Sung by a young female white power folk duet. These are children. So These we're are, listening
4: to this ironically, I would like to point out.
2: Yeah, I'm not saying that this is like music I'd listen to regularly. But I mean, it's 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 very disturbing. The song is very... I listen to it and it's very disturbing. It's like, well, there are two kids that are singing this. It actually is very reminiscent of another band called Prussian Blue. Prussian Blue, yeah. Didn't they uh, both
4: renounce their white power background?
2: So Prussian blue...
4: As as they became of age?
2: Well, they're like these blonde-haired, blue-eyed Aryan twins, but they're only like 12 or 13 or something. They're preteens. And they were formed in 2003 by their mother. Their names are Lynx and Lamb. And, uh, yeah, they did these, like, hate-filled songs when they were children. And, uh, yeah, I guess, like, a year ago... um, no, they're 14. So they, they did this. They're even younger. They're kids. Uh, they renounced their previous politics. Lamb was quoted as saying, I'm not a white nationalist anymore. My sister and I are pretty liberal now. Apparently, Lamb suffers from cyclic vomiting syndrome. It's also called bulimia. And uh,
4: <laughs> Is that what bulimia is, has a new name called cyclic vomiting?
2: No, I'm just joking. <laughs>
4: what is, well, what is cyclic vomiting? It sounds like bulimia.
2: I think it's an, affix- an affliction that happens to uh, Aryans and people filled with hatred. <laughs>
4: <laughs> They're all inbred fucking white people.
2: Uh, the other one suffers from scoliosis and chronic back pain. Both twins have Montana-issued cards for medical marijuana. <laughs>
4: Listen, people, this is why you have to miscegenate. <laughs> right? Don't exactly. fucking keep everything in the white family because your shit's going to be all fucked up.
2: You're you're get going some, to be get some inbred. Latina
4: in there. Get some Latino in there. Get some Melting Nubian pot. princess or Nubian prince. Spread what those genes. Asians, yeah, seriously. Jews So, Mix um, it all up.
2: Matt writes, I'm not a I'm not a white supremacist, but their mournful sincerity is funny to listen to, and I nominate this song not to celebrate, but to mock these butt tarred bitches. Yeah, good okay. save there, buddy. I've considered that it may be wrong to spread their propaganda by unleashing unleashing it upon thousands of impressionable sick-and-wrong listeners who we all know lack the basic critical thinking skills to resist the message. Not our fans.
3: No.
4: High IQ IQ and, you know, perception levels.
2: Yeah. I mean, seriously. I don't think anyone listens to this show that has an SAT score lower than 1,300. Do you think?
4: I never took the SAT. I don't even know what the benchmark is. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying.
4: <laughs> I guess mine is technically zero. <laughs> I don't listen to the show though, so that's fine.
2: Yeah, and I'm aware that D, a mighty crusader of Zion, may not find it kosher. But I really want to impress my girlfriend by being mentioned on the show. So please choose it for sick and wrong song of the week. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Eat a dick. Eat a dong. Matt in Chicago.
4: That was a good little poem. I've never heard that before.
2: I like it. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Eat a dick. Eat, eat a, a, a dong. Dick, Eat a
4: dong. It's kind of like a Christmas carol.
2: It's got a good ring to it. So there you go. I, I hope your girlfriend is duly impressed by you being mentioned on the on a podcast. I wonder. I wonder if he's going to get a blowjob out of this. He better. Yeah, he better. So we're going to end this show here with "Aryan Warrior" by Heritage Connection. Don't buy their album. Just listen to the song. People will be back next week with episode three sixty three. Till then, take it easy.
4: All right. Happy New Year. Good night.
3: His eyes are lit with fire, yet sadness marks his face. In his heart burns he desire to bring freedom to his race. Once they ruled an empire, but lost those glorious days. And they toil now in factories as little more than slaves. He's an Aryan warrior, hold back to the land. you will not let our people down without a final stand. He's an Aryan warrior, like an eagle taking flight. We shall reign in victory at the final fight Like knights of golden stories told of the history of his race He battles the invaders with unfailing warrior's grace He fights the noble war, driving back the evil horde Fighting Zog and his minions, never asking for reward He's an every warrior, bringing hope back to the land He'll not let our people down without a final stand He's an every warrior, an eagle taking fight We shall reign in victory at the final fight He is an every warrior in traditions very old Battling inside his menace, twin back at which they stole The birthright of his people, inheritance long lost The identity of his people, he will return at any cost He's an every warrior, every hope back to the land
2: he will not let our people down without
3: a final stand. He's an airy warrior like an eagle taking flight. We shall reign in victory at the final fight. Though many of them don't understand and battle at their own precious command. He will battle till his dying breath of the his culture is He's an airy warrior, he hold back to the land. He will not let our people down without a final stand. He's
0: in every warrior like an eagle taking flight. We shall reign in victory at the final fight. Hey, man, I was thinking about the Giggle Store Hotel. Um, It was a wonderful show, man. They had things in the clouds. And I would see all the wonderful things, and then there were dragons. Bring you up an elevator some reason it was like cold there, but it reminded me of your show, because when you look up in the clouds and you see turds, it reminded me of your show, so that being said, um, happy new year, and I wish you the best,
3: peace out, my friends from Chub Love, bye-bye.